everyone, I'm Laura Molitor. Welcome to another Divine Purpose Insights podcast. I'm your host of this weekly program and Divine Purpose coach and spiritual activist. You can find out more about me and what I do at beingfreenow.com. You can subscribe to this podcast and please feel free to share if you like what you hear. Today I want to talk a little bit about handling fear. Some thoughts on how we can begin to overcome our fears. And right there is an important little word. And I'm not talking about the word fear, although it's certainly an important one, a weighted one, one that preoccupies us as individuals and as a world. But the word I'm talking about is our, or my, if we're speaking of ourselves, our fear, my fear, I have this fear. I find that this ownership of our fears can be a real hindrance to being rid of them. This doesn't mean that we pretend we're not afraid or that we don't face our fears and expose them and see them, get at the root of them as we feel led to do that. It isn't about pretending that all is well and that we're fearless. You know, in fact, one fear we might be holding on to is that fear that we'll be seen as being less than confident and brave and certain. We may have a fear that will be revealed as weak. We're afraid this will make us vulnerable to others. And we put on a front out of a feeling of fear. In any case, it's important, I think, to recognize where fear is coming into play in our thoughts and in our lives. How often is fear a motivation and what specifically is making us afraid? It isn't always the obvious fears. You know, we might find we're afraid of success, that we won't be able to live up to it or that it'll be too much pressure. We may be afraid of a virus or we may be afraid that our lives will never be the same and that we won't know how to handle that. We may be afraid that we won't live up to the expectations of a spouse or a loved one or that we'll let ourselves down. I know many of us are afraid that we'll repeat old mistakes and that makes us timid about taking on new things. We might be afraid of being alone or afraid of being with people. Anyway, the list goes on and on, and we don't need to focus too much on it, but it does help to be alert to where you are harboring fear. If there's a fear, then it isn't about boldly, willfully forcing ourselves to face that fear. I know that works for some people, but I don't think it works for us all and not on a regular basis. I think instead it's important in most cases to get a handle on that fear mentally And then that allows us to go forward with more balance and peace and explore the insights and new freedom that can come from letting go of those fears, seeing them for what they are and letting them go. I think that means not so much to just face it and hope to muscle the fear away. I think it means a deeper understanding, a recognition that while the fear may be holding us back and feel limiting to our lives, that fear does not belong to us. It's not ours. It's not an aspect of us that we must live with because, well, you know, it's just who we are. It isn't. It's not who we really are. I love these words from the Bible, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. It helps me to remember that God didn't give me fear. And what he didn't give me, I do not need to accept and keep. And the second part of that verse is kind of what handles it. We can't have the fear because God gave us the opposite, the antidote, the qualities that make that fear 
illegitimate. He gave us power and love and a sound mind. He made us full and complete and capable. He made us to reflect and express his intention, which was to show forth the great qualities of life and love and intelligence and freedom. Fear is an affront to that. It's not your fear. It's the whole idea that fear is real and legitimate, that it's ours because we're not good enough or strong enough or worthy enough, or that the threats are too huge. But that, according to this verse, goes against the truth, the truth of what God made us to be. It's an accusation against our true being and an accusation against the love of God. The Amplified Bible translates that verse this way, expands and clarifies it a little bit. It says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. End of quote. I find that recognizing that I don't have to own that fear, that it isn't mine to keep and to surrender to or even to try to live with it as best I can by my own willful attempts, that helps me to bring that sense of hope and calm and self-control that this verse brings up. I may not lose that feeling of my fear immediately, but I can see it as an aspersion against who I really am. And that that fear isn't really me or mine at all. I can take that fear and say, yes, you feel like something I've known for a long time or even something that feels valid to me right now. But are you really necessary? Do I really need to keep you? Are you protecting me? Or are you really just hiding my life, my peace, my true power to be free and happy? Are you hiding that from me? I think it's worth asking ourselves these questions, taking a look at that fear or those fears with a more detached view and with a lens of a higher sense of who we really are. We don't have to blame or shame ourselves for having fears. That's not a help. But we can, with spiritual reflection, reveal those fears from our higher mind, our sound judgment, and refuse to support them. Insight by insight, step by step, day by day. It's wise to be alert. It's wise to be aware, to be awake to challenges and potential danger. But fear is not alertness. Fear is often the true danger to your well-being, your calm, your peace, and your freedom. We can know what that fear is or what it seems to be, see that it's probably holding us back in some way from a better life, and then do our very best to disown it, and claim our true power, the power of love, the love of God and the love of ourselves enough to know that we're not destined to live in fear when we really deserve so much more. Well, that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg when we're talking about such a very broad topic, but I hope these are some starting points to work with or just to reflect more on. Let me know if you have any questions or if you want to talk more. You can reach me at lauramolitor at gmail.com. See you next week.